When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today we have a young king in the building. Damani is on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for that. Man. How you living? Pretty good, man. I'm just enjoying everything. Right. That's that's good to hear, man. I'm a big fan. I mean, we, we met a couple of uh, months ago, probably like a year or so ago. Yeah. And you actually tried to teach me to play spades. I did. You still don't know how to play? No. Man, you got to practice. Well, I guess you, you don't care to learn, huh? I just got to like actually put some more effort into it because i play poker right like, a lot and so i have it's kind of hard for me to like break up the percentage of my brain that is desiring to play a card game and right. be like all right i'm gonna learn this new one yeah poker is definitely another lane um space is just a nice friendly game man nice you know what i mean whenever you got some people around and y'all want to i just always hear joe budden talk about it and it feels like I think I could get good enough at it that I could be better than him, and that's something I would enjoy is just to get better than Joe Budden at something. That's what it is, and then you got to find your team. I'm just really competitive, you know? That's what it is. It's about you and your team. So whoever whoever's sitting across from the table, mm. y'all it's like how how well y'all could read each other. Me and you can join together to take on. Yeah, Joe I Budden. can't play you yet. You ain't been practicing, man. Yeah, no, I, I can't. We on. can't be on teams right now. You're starting to make me feel like shit because I really haven't. You got to practice. You got to get a couple games in. Ugh. That's t- that's tight though. I feel like you've learned a lot of like cool old school shit like that in your life. Like you got you got put onto a lot of like OG stuff as yeah. a young man. I was around some OGs, man. <laughs> I was around some OGs and some young Gs that just was around other OGs. So, right. Yeah, man. It's just I, I was. I keep saying this, but I was just fortunate enough to have the environment that I had, you know. But you kind of seem like the the rare example of somebody who was kind of born into that environment and doesn't take it for granted and isn't like a shithead who just sort of like accepts it and just thinks that, oh, I, I earned this. I deserve this. Like I was born into it, et cetera. You seem like you have like a more intelligent perspective on it, which is one thing I find really interesting watching your interviews and everything. Thank you. Yeah, man. I... Man, I um, I didn't associate my, I didn't put, you know, a lot of good stuff that was happening just because, just because of who I knew or because of who I was related to. I, it, it was hard for me to associate myself with it, you know. Mm-hmm. So a lot of stuff I didn't really give myself the credit, you know, because, yeah, I just didn't give myself the credit for a lot of stuff, and I, I really want to work for my own stuff and right. create my own, establish my own um, businesses and. But I still, I still, um, I still ask my dad for a lot, for a lot of. Before I make any decisions, I ask him about anything because yeah, he got all the experience. But yeah, man, I never really 
felt entitled to you know what he did and uh, his success and or or their success and yeah, you know I mean, I wasn't entitled. Right. So. Which I like a lot because you know. It's, it's kind of like, okay, every young person is sort of born into this struggle where, like, they want to be better than their dad or they want to, you know, sort of surpass their dad in some mm. way. But for most of us, our dad is kind of like, you know, off in the background. Like, you know, I yeah. interview people all the time, talk to them about their family. They give me a vague understanding of, you know, what their parents were like or whatever. A lot of times it's not a good story. It's not like the dad is really that present or whatever. Right. It's kind of like an awkward situation in some ways, or at least like a very unique situation that you are, you know, have, have had a very public childhood, even just by being on TV and stuff. Right. And that, you know, you, your dad is such a, an icon that it's like almost impossible for, for people to, you know, forget about that. You know, right. it's like such an undertaking, you know? Yeah, man. Um, that was a big deal at, at one point in my life. That was, uh, I said this before, but it was, it was before I knew, before I knew, who I was and what I wanted to do exactly, I was running from that. I was mm. running from that last name. I was running from the legacy. I was running from him a lot mm. um, because I knew because I didn't know who I was yet, you know. And until I figured it out, I wanted to do it on my own. And I felt like the more stuff I do on my own, the faster I'll find out who I am. Right. So, yeah, I was running from that for a long time. Now I just realized that I'm gonna just do it. I'm gonna just. I'm just. I just create. You know. Mm. I'm an artist. I'm gonna be creative. I don't know what it is. I don't know what genre. I don't know what I want to do next year. It's just, I'm going to be creative. And whatever challenges me creatively, that's what I'm going to do. When did you start feeling that as a kid, though, like that real desire to make music? Or was it more of like an overall creative desire? Because I, I watched a, for, full disclosure, I watched like a 45-minute video called The Evolution of Man, you. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a little that. crash course in what some chunk of your childhood would be like. Man, uh... I wanted to be a rapper. I wanted to be a rapper at a very young age. You was on some Waka Flocka shit. I was on some just any, anything that I yeah Waka Flocka <laughs> that era beats and shit. Yeah, it was tight, I was, yeah, but that was just that's all that I that's all that was around me. That mm -hmm. was my environment at the time. So that's what I seen on TV. That's what I heard on the radio. That's what that's what the world was pushing to me. And I was mm. like, I want to be a rapper. And then I put it together and I said, they're uh, they're rappers. You mm. know what I mean? So I want to change. I wanna, I want these nice things. I wanna talk like this. I wanna rap like this. But then I started saying, "Man, this junk ain't don't feel like me. This feel like a character because it didn't mm. feel like me." So then I started realizing. I started learning how to um, kind of tell my story, mm. tell my story in the music. And then from then on, man, I was I felt like I was on a different path. So mm. it's it's harder to. It was easier to kind of find myself when I'm on a different path because I don't got nobody else. You know what I mean? I'm looking at a... It was a couple of people like Kendrick, uh, J. Cole, um, Jay-Z, business-wise, because I, his uh, his business deals and the way he moved, Jay-Z, man, I I admired that. I learned a lot from... I'm still learning from him, but... Mm. Yeah, man, I just decided this is my own path and um, stopped comparing myself. Definitely. So, well, let me ask you this. Do you remember as a kid the first time you had to have a conversation about being on the show? Like, was it an option or is it just kind of like, this is just as early as you remember, you were just sort of like being, having cameramen around the house and shit? That was a good question. Yeah, it was, um, my dad told us about it. He was like, he asked us, you know, do you want to be on this show? Is it going to be like this? It's going to be like this. And at the time I was, I was very excited. I wanted you to watch TV. So you're right. like, I get to I be on TV. TV. Exactly. Right, yeah. I get to be on TV. But then before that, 
my little brothers, King and Major, they was already on TV, so everybody knew them. And then we'd go out, we'd be together, and they'd be like, hey, you're the kid off woo woo. Then we'd see everybody know them. And, you know, just us being kids and uh, feeling left out, we was like, man, tell them we your brother, man. Dang, I want to <laughs> wanna see what that feel like. Right. So, but then, yeah, that's, that's I think that's why I was excited. I wanted to see, I wanted to see what that felt like. And I wanted, you know what I mean? Everybody want people to know them. Right. But um, then I started realizing that I cared more about how they know me, mm. you know. So it was just time, you know, to just branch out and do my own thing, focus more on me, and just find a little bit more about who I am. Definitely. Yeah, but, okay, just a, a couple more questions around that era. Like, was it ever, like, unpleasant having those cameras around and stuff? Because, like, from our perspective watching on TV, it just kind of looks like the camera's just sort of around and your dad's right. just doing some random shit and you guys are all hanging out. But I assume that, like actually living it it might have been more of a negative experience where you just got these random ass camera guys around all the time and shit it was actually very cool man it was, it was, okay. yeah we was cool with i'm still friends with um a lot of the um the cameramen a lot of the the people that worked on the uh on the set a lot of the crew it was a lot of good energy man mm. and it was it was exactly like that like we would just do Regular stuff that we would do, but the cameras are there, right. and we know like who this is, like this Clay on the camera. Mm. So sometimes we would say something about Clay and mm. he behind the camera. But um, it was it was it was number good vibes, man. We have adventures and then we get to have fun, but and we forget about the cameras. You know, we kids, we right. going on vacation, we don't. I mean, every day is an adventure. It, so. it, when I was watching it last night, it occurred to me that it really isn't that different than what it's like for my kid because my kid is like. You know, we still are pulling our fucking phones out and filming her all the time. It's right. just that there isn't like a separate person with a big professional camera filming. You know, it's really exactly. in this day and age, like everything is so over documented that it doesn't really stand out to me as that different that you had a TV show. Because now everybody's on their Instagram story or their YouTube channel basically making a fucking TV show about their own life every day, you know? Exactly. And I don't know why, but it was just easy, at least for me, it was just easy for me to just forget about the cameras i mm. guess because we we kind of knew everybody and we we was having fun man mm. so uh yeah that was that was fun that's dope like yeah when i was watching you perform as like a really young dude like yeah you know like you get an opportunity to like open for your dad and shit and it yeah. was so tight seeing you go out there with just that childlike enthusiasm where right. you were just like fuck it, i got an opportunity i'm gonna do this like would you just at that time did you feel super nervous or were you just like like so young that you didn't even know to feel nervous. Like you were just like, I'm gonna do this. Both. Mm. Yeah, I I was still a little nervous because I've never done this before. That mm. was like I think you're talking about my first show. That was my first show. Yeah. So I was like, you know what I mean? Nerves like that. But um I think I'm still a little ignorant to um a lot of nerves, but um I was nervous because I never done it before, but I was still young, so I wasn't exposed to more things. If I was exposed to more things, and uh, I probably would have been more nervous mm. because uh, you know, as kids, we don't think about it like that. We just think about this: what it is, this what we're doing, and boom, I did it. Right. At it's least just, that's what it's, I was. It's just thinking. on a bigger scale, you know. Right. But I, um, I was probably nervous when I was like nine years old when I had to like go in front of like a hundred people at a school assembly exactly. or some shit. You know, it's just yours is a couple thousand people, whatever. Exactly, but. Yeah, I feel like uh, sometimes ignorance could be bliss, mm. but um, or it could be the opposite. Right. So I don't know, man. I was doing so much stuff at such a young age. It was, 
it was uh it was just another thing mm. it was another thing but like i said when i started figuring out myself man um i started knowing that this is what i wanted to do were you kind of like a sponge like like Definitely. in terms of just because I, I i feel like in the lifestyle that you had of so many influential and important people just being around and shit that you probably if you were smart were able to just sit back and just take in so much stuff and just learn so much about how successful people move because you had so many great examples right in front of you exactly that's kids in general kids mm -hmm. in general are sponges but imagine being a sponge and being exposed to way more so i was I was soaking all of that in, um, mm. even when I even when I didn't even know it. A lot of times, you know, my parents didn't even know it. Um, my dad say a lot of times he'd tell me stuff, and he'd well, he don't tell me this, but he'd tell other people. He told me stuff, and he said I didn't know he was listening. And it turns <laughs> out he was listening, and I'm just proud of him and right. stuff like that. But yeah, man, it just definitely was a sponge. I'm still a sponge. I'm I'm always gonna be a student. I don't want to master anything. A lot of people say they want to master stuff. I don't. If you master something, I feel like you stop learning. Mm. You know what I mean? It's always better as possible. It's always more you could, more you could learn, and some some other thing you could challenge yourself with. Mm. So definitely, I got I got to ask this: Was it like? Describe to me what it was like being young and having your dad sort of go back and forth between prison and then also the dynamic of him basically being famous for having rapped about all this street shit. Like, as, right. a, as a kid, like, how did that take shape in your mind? Because that must have just been such a, a weird thing to kind of realize as a kid. That's a good question. Sometime, um that's in some of my music. But uh, he would just tell, he would, he would ask questions and he would make sure that... Um, talking about the music he he would make sure that we understand what he's talking about understand where it's coming from understand what stuff means you know he would allow us to ask i would ask questions and um but yeah he was ex he would explain a lot he would take the time to explain and that's what i feel like helped me mm. because i understood you know this is this is your environment that you were talking about and this is uh this how you is how you uh, grew up. This is your childhood, and you're basically telling the world your story. Mm. I understood that. I, um, but going to prison, um, I don't know, man. Sometimes we were so we were so active. They kept us so active. And like I said, we was kids. We was having fun. We was in camp. Mm. We was in uh, sports, all type of sports, football, baseball, basketball. A lot of times, man, I was just being a kid, and I was just having fun, ready to go to camp, ready to go to sports. And I didn't even realize he was in jail. Mm. A lot of times when I was young, they would say he going to school. Right. Pops going to school. Really? Shoot. Um, or shit, I guess like it, w it wouldn't be out of the ordinary for him to go on tour for a month. Exactly. So, so if he's in prison for however long, it might not necessarily stand out that much, right? Exactly. But um, this last, I know the last time he went, he had, I think it was the last time. The last time he went, um, he sat us down and he told us, um, this, is where, this is where I'm going. Um, he said school again, but um, he said, I'm going to school. But we understood a little bit more. We were a little older. Um, he said, I'm going to school. Boom, I'm not going to be gone long. We kind of had a moment. And I think that was the first time we seen, like, we seen like him cry. Really? Yeah, that was the first time we seen him cry. And um, I think that's when we understood what was going on. But that was just a time period. I feel like we all figured it out. Like I said, we were still young. We were so active. We were still doing stuff. So it didn't really affect us like how it's like how it affects kids, mm. regular kids, like right now. Right. You know what I mean? They they in the house and they realize that their father's not here. Mm. 
we was we had it we had it a little bit better. So definitely. What like people probably mostly ask you about your dad, but like what was your mom like as a parent and how, how yeah. would you describe that? You ask good questions, man. Yeah, I do um, this for a living, man. We out here. Yeah, my mom my mom provided me with that perfect balance. Really? Because um a lot of people don't know my mom. A lot of people don't know my real mom. Mm. But she provided me with that balance because you know, I go I go to um I go to my pop's house, see this big old house, you know, see all these nice things, get we go out and we go shopping, we go, you know what I mean? We exposed to a lot more. It's a lot different. Then you go to my mom's house, um she I I I got that I would say I got that um I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong stuff. Mm. But, yeah, she provided us with that balance, you know, showing us. Um, we went to school from her house, so we was around a lot of a lot of different kids that grew up differently. And mm. sometimes we were – we sometimes I felt out of place, you know what I mean, because sometimes I didn't feel – it didn't feel good talking about what we did, you know, that weekend when they saying mm. – when I know they probably didn't – they didn't have as much fun as we did or they didn't experience, you know what I mean, but um, I feel like that was the balance that that showed me understanding. Mm. It showed me um how to relate to people, how to understand people, how to talk to people, and like I said, more than anything, how to be understanding. And uh, that's that balance, man. Life is all about balance, and that's what she gave me. She she showed me, she showed me, she taught me love. She taught me uh, family, mm. stuff like that, man. You, your mom, I'm thankful for my mom. You know, call your mom, tell her you love her. Definitely. To That's the people out there. Love you, mom. Hope you're watching this. I assume you are. Um, but so, okay, like in terms of your own musical journey, when did you, like, was there a particular moment where you kind of realized, like, that you didn't want to keep rapping the way that you had been as a kid? Because I feel like it's, it's totally natural for a kid to just sort of want to repeat the stuff that they see you know like that's right. like the first version of anything like if you're going to be a painter you're probably going to sort of just basically try to copy some some paintings exactly. that you've seen to start and then over time you can start to develop your own style like wh when did it start to realize that you wanted to do something deeper and go in your own direction i think i was like 15 or 16 and that's exactly what it is too um you said you said that perfectly and uh 15 16 when i started f finding when I started finding out how to actually put my real life into music and how it uh and how it made me feel and how it made other people feel, how they how they could relate and uh how it could help some people, that's when I realized this is what I want to do. And then I started combining that with finding ways to challenge myself, how to combine different genres together just subconsciously and uh tell stories. I just started having fun with it, man. I just started learning new stuff, learning new ways to say different things. Mm. And just, I'm still doing that now. But I don't know, man. I don't, I, I'm, a, I'm addicted to challenging, challenging mm. myself, whether that's music or that's just uh, challenging myself with discipline, uh, just crazy workout stuff, just crazy diets. Really? Just Yeah. Just, I, I don't know. I just, I like challenging myself. And I feel like that's the easiest way I could learn myself before anyone else has to tell me about myself. 
Right, because I mean, I feel like it's so easy for rappers these days to sort of just like hide behind established styles of rapping yeah. and, and get on specific types of beats and they all just kind of rap like a couple other famous right. rappers. And like when I hear what you're trying to do, it's definitely like you're playing the game on expert difficulty level by really trying to carve out your own exactly your own niche of like your own style that is that is very honest to who you are and, and that sort of allows you to just have that freedom which a lot of people are so stuck in wanting to be successful that mm -hmm. they essentially end up rapping like everybody else yeah man that's why i keep saying it's um i'm just grateful enough to be in a position because i was in a position where i didn't have to worry about at least too much not as much as other people i didn't have to worry about being successful exactly I was more concerned with being creative. Am I being the most creative that I can be? Am I being the most, am I, am I being me? Mm. Am I being me? Am I being the most creative? Am I challenging myself? I was focused on stuff like that. I didn't really have to worry about certain shoes I wear to school. I wear some shoes to school. I don't know what it is. Everybody else tell me what these is. <laughs> you don't know what you got on. I'm saying like, I was fortunate enough to be in that position. So I don't think it's me at all. I feel like I just... I didn't have to worry about a lot of stuff that people, other other people had to worry about, and I, I, I see that. I think that's why I think how I think. Your dad was very into getting you fresh. Yeah, I think yeah because because he know that's what he want to do, and he know. Um, well, he's seen how much of a, a important part of somebody's success it can really be right in that world. It's like if you present this image of success, that'll serve you well, I think, you know? So. Exactly. And, you know, just as parents, I believe you always want to provide your kids with, you know what I mean, stuff that you didn't necessarily have when you were young, but you want it. So you just want it. So I, I think he he definitely enjoyed he he uh he applauded us or he pushed us to um to just find ourselves through fashion, find ourselves through anything we do. And we figured it out, man. We still figuring it out. But we um like I said, I can't keep I, I can't say this enough, but I was just blessed enough to be in a position to to not have to worry about a lot of stuff. I went to the vape store the other day with a bunch of my friends and like they're all buying clothes and I'm mm -hmm. not really I'm just not like really like Mr. Buy a bunch of clothes and shit. Right. But now I have a kid, I was buying her all kinds of pajamas and shit. Exactly. Cause it's just like a very different you know she can wear anything and she'll be looking great for me i'm just kind of like i don't really give a fuck right and i think i'm not a parent at all but i think uh as a parent you want to at least show your show your kids you know what this feels like you know what i mean because you don't want them to wonder you know what does it feel like you know what I mean and, and uh they spend their life you know trying to get that cert that that stuff that's really you know if you would have if you would have held a chain or wore a chain at a younger age, you probably wouldn't care about it when you got a little older. And that's how I feel like I am or how I was. Um, I was I always seen his chains, always seen the jewelry. I seen, you know what I mean? I, I understood it. I was used to it. This is this is just another accessory. Mm. It's another accessory that he paid for. It's a lot of money, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm a kid. Mm. Um yeah, so when I got older, I wasn't really chasing it. I'm not chasing it. I already seen that stuff. I see him put him on. I see him put it on. I see him take it off. I see him, you know what I mean, pass it to someone else, and they put it on. They take it off. It's just, you know what I mean, it's just exposed to more. But most importantly is that you probably have seen how it doesn't really change somebody's, like, baseline happiness. Exactly. So so he, 
we see him put the jury on, we see him take the jury off, he the same person. Yeah. It don't it don't make it don't make or break him. Where a lot of people will be sitting there watching TV for their whole life just thinking like, oh, if I could just have that nice house or if exactly. I could have that, that car, chain. that would be everything. And those yeah. those people would be in for the same realization. They would get that car and realize like, oh, you're still the same person you were. Exactly. But they have this thing built into their head. The more money I get, the more I realize that. Like, I'm glad that I have money to the extent where now I can realize how much of a waste it would have been for me right. to have spent my whole life hustling, you know? Exactly, and me being exposed to that at a young age showed me. I mean, I just, like I said, man, just being that exposure, just different perspectives, man. Just mm -hmm. you can't, uh, you can't buy that nowhere, right. you know. So that's a blessing. For sure. Um, do you, uh, in terms of the the kind of honest review that you could expect for your music, what what was it like as a kid, and what is it like now in terms of? the feedback that you'd be able to get from your pops in terms of, you know, if you have something new, like, is he, you know, of course you want to be nice to your kid. Mm -hmm. But then also, you know, if you have a rapper, if I have a rapper signed to me, I want to be able to be honest with him and say, exactly. like, you got to change this. This is, this isn't good. You got to work on this, et cetera. Like what's that balance? Like, I feel like he knew how to tell us what we needed to hear. Mm. Um, he knew how to tell us every time. And, uh, yeah, he would definitely tell. He told me from the beginning. He said, if this is what you want to do, let me tell you who to listen to. Because mm. the stuff that you listen to right now got you making this type of music, and this is not the move. He didn't say it like that, but he just basically said, let me just expose you to more and just listen to this. Just listen to this. Check it out. He put me on uh, Tupac, Biggie. Mm. I mean, like legends, like um, Outkast, UGK, stuff like that. And from then on, I started doing my own research. And I started really figuring out how to tell stories, how to tell my own story, how to be creative. And, yeah, he definitely tell us, though, he, he'll t or me. he tell me, ah, you know what I mean? That's good. It's good that you're doing this. You know what I mean? But keep going. Keep going and keep learning. That's dope. Like, I wouldn't have thought about it in that direction, but in, in large part, I feel like one of the dopest parts of having your dad be your dad is that he's basically like got this ridiculous amount of knowledge about the culture right. and hip hop and stuff that that is a bit, not just like the stuff he's done, but the stuff that he knows about because he's been through all this. Exactly. And then, um, it's just people that people that he know that I don't, or people that he know, people that know him and just got a good relationship with him that I, I wasn't even aware of until I run into him. And then they, they, um, man, it just trickled down, man. It's just, you know mm. what I mean? I'm just like, I keep saying it over and over, but, just blessed, and I'm just grateful that um, I don't take anything for granted. You in a relationship right now? It's a great question. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, figuring it out. I'm definitely figuring it out right now. Right. You like a romantic type? You got to, that, I, I had to learn that. I'm still learning it. Learning different love languages because, um... What might be, what might be romantic to me might not be romantic to... To her. So I'm still learning that right now, learning different love languages, learning how to express myself, express my emotions. I know exactly how to do it with music and, you know I mean, express my emotions onto an instrumental and put it out into the world. I know how to do that. But really doing that in real life when it really matters, mm -hmm. I'm learning that. That's interesting. Uh, do you feel like you could date like a regular ass girl or do you feel like you are too consumed by the idea that they might want something else from you, might have ulterior motives. 
regular, like, not in the spotlight. Like, she works at Jamba Juice. Yeah, that's cool. I would like the fact that you work at Jamba Juice. Mm. I like Jamba Juice. I got a hook. <laughs> I like Jamba Juice. Now we got the hookup at Jamba Juice. And the fact that you're doing something. Right. I like that. But, um... Would you be yeah. more turned off by somebody who was just like a lazy ass rich kid that didn't have nothing, no aspirations? Yeah, That's more of a turn off. Yeah, I wouldn't. That wouldn't challenge me. Mm. That wouldn't. I like a challenge. You got to teach me something too. I want to teach you, and I want you to teach me. It got to be a balance, a perfect, a, a good exchange. Mm. We got to be growing somehow. I respect that. What um, what's the music you listen to right now that really energizes you and makes you want to record and gets you excited? On the way over here, I've been listening to NBA Youngboy. Mm. I like I've been listening to um, NBA Youngboy recently. That man is dope. Mm. Um, shout out to NBA. But that's um, I haven't been recording recently since I dropped this project. I've I've been like I have phases, so I live life, and then I talk about what I've what I've um experienced. Talk about how I feel. I think that I don't know, man. That energy, I, that energy just is. is uh, Inspiring, young boy's energy. Yeah, that energy that he brings. Everything to sounds life or death with him. It's like yeah. very, very extreme. He's like a very like bipolar personality in real life, I think. And I feel like he brings that energy to the music, where even the smallest things seem very, very important to him. Every bar is yeah. That's he, an artist. He rarely has like a bar or a verse where it doesn't really feel like he's actually emotionally involved in this song. You know. Exactly, and I feel like that's a. You say it don't feel like he's emotionally. No, it feels like he is. It yeah, ne it never feels like he's just phoning it in. Exactly, you know. And um, that's what I'm. That's what I mean by that energy. Mm. That um, I feel like that. I feel like that will uh, lead to something dope coming from the money because that definitely was uh inspiring on the way here mm. listening to that. I agree because a big part of why I, I like had to listen to the young boy album a couple of times was because i just realized like holy fuck like he's the only artist that could take drake out the number one spot right now like right. he's so popular and I, I i really do like him but i also feel like i'm listening to him to like understand why the fuck he is so popular because clearly yeah. he's doing something that these kids love you know exactly man and i feel like it's because i say this all the time i feel like it's because he doesn't care mm. he doesn't care about that stuff and I feel like people always gravitate towards a human being that don't care about what they care about or don't look for what they're looking for. They're like, they wonder, like, why don't you care? Why, like, you just don't care. Mm -hmm. I want to know why. Tell me why you don't care. And it's just intriguing. Yeah, and everybody like people want to listen to music from real raw personalities. They exactly. Don't, they don't really want to listen to music from somebody who just seems like they're like an expert marketer, which is what a exactly. lot of people in the social media age basically are. You know, everybody want to be the expert. They want to listen to like a real a person who's speaking from the heart. But like a lot of the shit that people have to do now to promote their music sort of like goes against that nature. You know, exactly. And the fact that he's not even able to promote right now. Mm. That um, I think it's I think he's changing something right now. He's definitely doing something important mm. right now. But yeah, the thing is, he don't care. He don't <laughs> care. It's just, I, I believe he just loves doing music, and that's the only thing that matters to him. Him not caring is also like why we might not see him for ten years. Is because like I feel like he he can't control that part of him that wants to run around with guns, which is basically the basis of yeah, his, his case life, right though. now. He just can't 
leave that. That's that's so who he is. He can't let go of it, you know. That's why that balance, man. That perfect balance is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, you got some people call artists geniuses. Some people call artists crazy. Some people, oh, just different people. And that's just I feel like just people who found the balance. People who haven't found the balance, they're leaning maybe a little too far left or maybe a little too far right. Mm. And that could be all the way good from this perspective or all the way bad from this perspective. But man, that balance, man, I don't wanna get I don't wanna get lost in my music. I don't wanna get lost in my art because it's about my life, but it's not my life. Yeah. I'm actually living my life. And my art is me. Telling people my life, you know, at at that when I'm actually making music or creating, it's for me because it's it's me expressing myself. But me releasing it out to, to the world, that's for others. That's you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I've already lived my life. This is my real life, so I'm not gonna get lost. Or I don't want to get lost in it. It's two such different things because, like, you know, my kid is very young. But like, when I think about the idea of like, like I would want to encourage her to make music. Right, but the idea of like putting that music out and and marketing it and trying to get plays on it—that's the thing that seems kind of toxic in comparison to like just going in the studio and yeah. rapping over a beat or, or having somebody play an instrument and, and you do something with your voice to it. That's amazing. Exactly. But the thing that's kind of sinister is like putting your kid into that position of realizing that what you make, what you do artistically, is going to be judged by these numbers, and that that is going to then like shift what they're doing to accommodate those numbers which can a lot of times be like a pretty unhealthy relationship in my opinion exactly um i was um my guy carlos miller i was on the 85 south show shout out to them carlos dc he told me something he just said he was just they so funny they be cracking jokes but he said something that stuck with me he said you haven't been corrupted by the world yet mm. and i said you are 100 percent right i have not been corrupted yet and i feel like putting that music out and 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 the fact that numbers um equivalent to or we we think is the same as uh how good it is or how important it is or how much it means i mean this is numbers you know what i mean it's all a numbers game it's just people do a lot of crazy stuff to promote promote stuff that's probably not even as good as the underground stuff but it's not just about the music no more. Just it's about literally just entertaining. Entertainment. I feel like it's wrestling. If you if you if you're looking at it from this perspective, it's wrestling. Yeah. But a lot of people choose to participate. People who don't choose to participate. Um. Yeah, I feel like they live a happier life. Yeah, I mean, and think about the fact that like I, I've seen a million clips on YouTube that are basically people doing things that are likely to get them killed or arrested and thrown in jail basically to promote their music right like they want to be a more famous rapper so they're willing to like you know go to other people's housing projects and yell a bunch of stupid shit in the parking yeah. lot all this crazy shit that it's like bro like it's a sad state of affairs when gangsters feel the need to act like this bro yeah man people got to go out the country you yeah. got to see more see some shit you got to right? see yeah. something other than the neighborhood cuz there's definitely more out here man it's not even it's not even worth it i know at that that time, you know what I mean, looking at it from where you're looking at it, it might seem important, but once you see that there's more, it's more to see, more to learn, more to do. It's yeah. more out here. It's just more important to just throw your life away, man. It's just just for opportunity. It's more opportunities. Yeah. 
And that um, those guys on the other side of town that you think that you're fucking mortal enemies with basically are the people on earth that you have the most in common with. Because you, you got a lot more common in common with that guy around the corner than you do with like some guy in India or some mm. rich dude in DC who, who's in Congress or some shit like that. You know, like that that's your people. Right. And that's like the number one thing that society needs to get past if it wants to really progress is just everybody realizing that they should they should want to be one with their community and not be at war with each other, you know? Right. You say you think the fact that um you say you think your most common enemy, uh, your biggest enemy, y'all have the most in common? Yeah, definitely. When I look at L.A., all these gang members and shit, it's like, you know, you guys have mortal beef with dudes that basically, if if you, like, well, we know for a fact because they go to prison and then yeah. all of a sudden you're just a black guy and then you have to fight for your race. So it's like, you know, the fact that the beef on the streets is like some life or death shit that people are getting different hoods whacked out, tattoos on them that say they're going to kill these people and shit like that. I mean, in, a, in a, a sane world, you would be looking at those people as like just people that you have a lot in common with, that you should care about, that you should want to do well in life. But that's not what people do. People don't beef with, uh, you people know, people beef with know. the people they're most similar with. Exactly. You know? I, yeah, I do agree. I do agree. Because that might be why people beef, because mm. it's like crabs in a bucket, maybe. Definitely. Like they feel like, you know what I mean, it's not enough, it's not enough room in this town for both mm -hmm. of us. You know, you got to go. Stuff and, like that. And, and all the best circumstances in terms of like different hip hop scenes throughout the years or different, you know, cities and cetera. It's always the cities that seem to have some degree of unity that, that they all kind of help each other out that are the ones that do well. You know, when I look at Atlanta in general, that's like obviously there's plenty of beef in Atlanta with people who don't like each other. But for the most part, them looking out for each other is a big part of why it's such a vibrant energy coming out of there for 10 plus years. I agree. I was just in an interview. I was, before I came over here, I was just in an interview and a dude asked me, why do I think Atlanta is so, like, people in Atlanta are so easy to, it's it's easier to work with people in Atlanta. I think that's why, because I feel like Atlanta is very diverse. Mm. I feel like it's not, I, I keep saying Atlanta is the perfect balance, I feel like, because it's not, it's not too much this way or too much that way. Like, it's, you gonna, you can find a rapper, you can find a stylist, you could find everybody's in Atlanta, basically. You could do mm. anybody's in Atlanta. And I feel like the fact that it's so diverse like that, and I feel like that's why we could get along and, mm. and uh, it's, it's easier for us to work together because like you just said, sometimes it's, our enemies is just because we, we have so much in common. Mm. Like that's the reason why we're enemies because we're maybe scared of each other. We don't want to, I don't want you to make it out and then I'm left behind or, you know what I mean, I don't want you to steal my flow, stuff like that. Or In Atlanta, it's just more, I feel like, more diverse. So we mm -hmm. have, we don't worry about that as much. Yeah, because, like, uh, I, I feel like the more you know about history, the more you've seen, like, particular situations play out over and over, the more that you just gain perspective on these things. Like, right. I watched Hotel Rwanda for the first time a couple Never of seen months it. ago. I mean, it's basically about, you know, this absolutely horrible genocide that happened in Rwanda. And I mean, when I'm watching it, I'm thinking, this is not so different than the shit that I see playing out in rap all the time. You know, all these guys mm. in Chicago killing each other, the, the different tribes in Rwanda that were killing each other. It's like, you know, like, think of like, who's who's their enemy? Their enemy is not each other. Their enemy is the fucking Dutch colonists who, and we're getting deep here, but the, basically the people who colonized their land and completely fucked up their economy and turned the, the, their people against each other. 
but you know like mm. that's not really who they turned against they turned against each other and you know it's like that that's such a sad thing that you just see over and over and over you know you said it's called hotel rwanda amazing movie one of the best ones like i was so moved by it one of the best movies of all time i gotta check it out yeah. i thought it was a tv show i don't mm. like watching tv shows now nah, that's a movie from uh early 2000s i think yeah, yeah i gotta check that out it's a classic one um in terms of what you're I, I like what you said about how you like to take big chunks of time off between recording to just sort of live your life what what are the life experiences that you find the most rewarding or the things that you find enriches your soul the most at this point i think it's just growth just mm-hmm. realizing that um realizing that i'm not where i was last year or last couple months I see growth, and I see I'm headed. Just uh, confirmations that I'm headed in the right direction. Whether that's I feel good, or I could provide, I could provide more. I can teach more because I know more. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. I, I feel I value that growth. I feel like that's my answer. Yeah, growth. <laughs> just growth in general, like yeah. like just learning, like like in terms of like what your perfect day might be like. What, what do you imagine when you sort of throw okay, that Okay, let me there? think of a perfect day. Perfect day. No obligations, just a, an empty day in the schedule. Empty day in the schedule, perfect day. All right, perfect day. I'm I'm going to the gym in the morning, and I've been going to the gym constantly. So I, I look in the mirror, and I can tell that I see change. I see growth. Um, boom. After the gym, I I get a call. Boom. The money. Someone just someone important just uh, important in the music industry just said they love your music they love what you're doing they uh woo, woo, they want you to come out and uh I don't know come to the studio that's dope um and then call my family mm. hey it's Sunday what are we doing we want to go all out to family dinner or family game night um. Just stuff like that, man. Growth. I feel like all of that is growth, mm. whether it's uh, physically, uh, mentally, personally, or it's just growth, like building a, a closer relationship, a better bond with your family. How or, is that bond? Like, do you guys go very out of your way to like do things together as a family and shit? Still, definitely. I feel like we go more out the way now because mm. a lot of us got our own thing going on and we're all over the place. So us coming together. It means so much more because we know we 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 all over the place. You know, everybody got something that they're doing and they're literally doing that right now. So, yeah, I feel like that's uh, and that's important too. coming mm-hmm. together. The older you get, the more you realize how important it is just to still have your family around and have them be in good right. health. You got to just not take that shit for granted. Yeah. Exactly. But that's a perfect day in my head. Um, just recognizing a lot of growth. Mm, definitely. Has there been anybody that you've been in the studio with in recent memory who you were inspired by or you felt like you learned something from watching them record? Mm. Recently, not recently, because a lot of the music that I, this, this album, Skydive, that I released has been, I've been listening to these to these songs for years, some of them, like two years maybe, or mm. one or two years, I've just been listening to it, and that's the only thing I've been doing, listening to that listen to these songs, figuring out how I can make them better, adding instruments, adding background singers, just... Uh, so you just, go back and work on your shit a lot? All the time. You record it? Okay. Yeah, all the time. I don't, it's rare that I just record something and just put it out just right after I record it. Right. I listen to it over and over and over again, 
And um, I feel like that's another reason why why I don't release a lot of music, um, at least all at once, because in my head I already released it. I'm listening to it over and over again. I'm mm. listening. You know what I mean, I like my music, so I'm not in a rush to release it until I. I always want to tell a story until I like know what story I want to tell, and I could really tell that story. Mm. But um, but do you ever drive yourself crazy doing that, where you just start to hate the song, even though you could. Yeah, I have, I have done that, and but you know that's why you, that's why your team is so important because mm. they write there telling you, you know what I mean, man, you tripping. Yeah, my people always say you tripping. You don't gotta like it. It's not about you. You made the music. We like it. You're outnumbered. We voted. We think that we should put this out. Right. And you gotta trust your team and uh, know when to listen to them. So yeah, you could definitely drive yourself crazy though. If I wouldn't have set a date and set a deadline, I probably wouldn't have released it. I right. probably wouldn't even release the project. But I'm glad I did. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel like at the same time though, like there's been so many times where I was with somebody in the studio and they recorded a song and I thought it was the best thing I ever heard because I was really there in the yeah. energy of them making it. And then they put that song out six months later, and nobody gave a fuck. And I was like, oh, like, I wasn't being honest with myself. Like, I, <laughs> if I had been honest with myself, I would have been able to tell that it wasn't that special of a song, but I got too caught up in the energy of being right. there and having fun and shit like that. But that that's like a big skill in music is learning to take your own emotions out of it. And exactly. Like, just because you were going through a heartbreak when you made that song and it means the world to you, I mean, that's not going to necessarily translate when the people hear it, you know? Exactly, man. It's all about balance, man. I feel like if you could find the balance in everything you do, people going to think you're a superhuman. Mm. If you find the balance, it's all about balance, man. It's um, You can't be... It can't be too much about you. Like what I like to do is do one thing at a time. So when I make music, it's all about me. Sometimes, most times, it's all about me. It's about how I feel. It's about my perspective. It's about you know what I mean. It's, it's about how I felt, and you'll feel it in that. You'll feel it in the music, and or it could be about someone else. It could be solely about I'm telling this story for them. Anyway, I do I do it one at a time. Then when I make the music. Then I figure out, okay, how can I, how can I make this better creatively? How mm. can I make this more diverse? I want to add a choir. I want to add instruments. I want to, I want to make it feel more, more alive, you know. Or I want to speed up the tempo. I feel like I want to hear this in the club a little bit more. So speed up. The t I'm always, you know, figuring out the direction. I feel mm. like if you know where you want to go with anything in life, you know, you could get there a lot sooner in a, in a better way. So that's why I play my music over and over. Mm, definitely. Do you feel like you uh, have a healthy relationship with alcohol at this point in your life? I know this is like a real henny theme in a lot of your songs. Healthy relationship. Sometimes with, it seems like you you think you're drinking a little too much in the songs. Yeah, because I don't like I don't like doing stuff that I know is not good for me. Mm. So I don't drink a lot, but I would love to not drink. Mm. But not enough to not drink. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it's not a, it's not a problem. I um, I drink socially. Juice, I drink juice socially. I'm 20. Mm. I'm not 21. Right. I'm uh, but I drink socially, man. It's all been celebrations and toast and got thing. Yeah, great night, good job, stuff like that. Mm. But not like um, I don't rely on it. I feel like. 
And if it's times where I feel like I do rely on it in this moment, you'll hear it in the music. Mm. But um, I, I'm good at like checking myself and diagnosing myself. I always ask myself questions. And when people tell me stuff, I really listen to them. They might tell me something about myself. I listen to them and I go in the mirror and I go ask myself and I try to be honest. But yeah, I don't feel like it's a it's an unhealthy relationship. I feel like um, it's been a lot to celebrate. So mm. yeah, definitely. You got a relationship with weed, or you never got into that? I don't smoke. Okay. I don't smoke. Um, never was for me. You know, I, mm-hmm. I tried it. I tried. I feel like you got to try it. You know what I mean? Not if, everything, but... If, if I was a young person these days and I hadn't at least tried it, I would definitely be wondering why everybody was making songs about it. Right. <laughs> right. See, a lot of times... Well, I know when I first started um, finding myself, a lot of people thought that I was smoking. They say, man, I love your music. I smoke to this. I woo to woo. I know you be smoking. I say, I don't smoke. Mm. They say, what? They say, I don't smoke. But nah, I tried it. It, it. it wasn't for me. I don't like I don't like rolling up. I don't like, I've never rolled up before mm. at all, but I don't even like the thought of it. Me having to stop and sit down somewhere and roll something up before I... It's just a lot of prices of process, man. Mm, I don't know. Is. And then smoking and now your clothes smell like smoke. I got locks. My locks might smell like weed. Mm. I don't know, man. And I don't like the thought of just burning something and putting it in my body. Yeah. Well, when I... I I'm not against it, though. I asked your dad about him getting mad at your younger brother mm-hmm. for smoking weed. And his 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 response was basically like... Yeah, well, you know, it's my house, and he can smoke when he, if he gets his own house, and he can smoke weed in his house. But until then, exactly, which I actually think is pretty much the best yeah. response or best attitude, because to me, weed is really like, and I would even kind of put drinking in the same category, which which you kind of just did, which is kind of like your reward at the end of the thing. Like, right. I would never want to encourage my kid to fucking smoke weed, but when she's old enough, if she wants to smoke, if you want to smoke at the end of the day after a good day of work, exactly. Okay, I get it. That that makes sense to me, but. In terms of like doing it all, I, right. and I say this as somebody who smokes weed all fucking day, like a like an idiot. But you know, for a kid, I would say, chill out. Yeah, that, my thing is, don't feel. Like, I wouldn't want to make. I w- don't feel like you need to do it. Don't feel mm. like you I mean you had this success because you smoke or because you do whatever you do. Once you do that, I feel like you're getting lost. You're mm. getting lost, um, and that's when you need to take a break. But. Yeah, man, I'm not against smoking at all. I just, it's just not for me. Just some stuff just don't be for you. I don't. I don't even. I don't even feel like taking the time out and smoking, smelling like weed, and have to take a shower. You know what I mean? I'm thinking about stuff like that. Me and a lot of people that I know who smoke weed, we've all kind of said to each other at one point, like, "Yeah, I love smoking weed, but yeah. if if I had to, if, like, if I didn't smoke weed right now, I don't know about start because realistically, I spent a lot of money and spent a lot of time. A lot exactly. Of, <laughs> I don't know. It might not and you be. might you might got kids. You might got to be away from your kid because you got to smoke or you feel like you want to smoke. I mean, it's too mm. much going on. You got to step outside. That's why we got the edibles. The got the edibles. Pens. You got to have that around because a, a smoking a whole blunt all of a sudden when you got a kid to take care of becomes a very different idea. Exactly. But yeah, that's I'm not against it at all. It just it wasn't for me. Definitely. Um. A lot of people these days who have music careers, they're also working on, you know, fashion type stuff or mm. different types of stuff. Do you have any other like parallel passions that you're excited about things that you Definitely. like to work on? Yeah. Before I was before I was focused on music, man, I was I was all over the place. And I feel like once I get to a place where I feel like uh, I've helped enough people, I've taught enough people, I've learned enough for myself, I understand who I am. 
I um I've done what I wanted to do with with uh with music. I could I could look somewhere else, you know what I mean? I could look somewhere else. My people I'm my people still good. Um I got my own label called Forever Records. You know, I want to sign artists, I want to help artists, not even sign but help artists. Once I feel like that's okay and I could I mean someone else could could manage that or run that, then I could look somewhere else and I'm gonna definitely do every single thing that I was doing before I was doing music. Mm. Which that was uh painting, just creating, just I was all over the place, man, inventing crazy stuff, breaking toys, figuring out how to make them into something else. But you don't feel as motivated to do stuff uh, like painting and stuff? Do you feel like you're, you're, all your creative energy is going right towards music now? Yeah, all of it going to music. It's just anything related to music. Mm. Um, videos, I, I want to direct them. I got treatments for all the videos, most of the videos. Um, acting, I'm acting in my videos, mm. or at least, yeah, I'm acting in my video. I want to get into film. But I just feel like I, in order for me to give 110% into something, I got to really focus on that. I just want to do everything one at a time. And then at the end, I'll be able to, I would understand more how to combine it together and create something someone has never seen before. Hell yeah. That's what's up. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to mention in terms of like music stuff coming up and everything like that? It was definitely a good ass conversation. A lot of stuff that I was excited to ask you about. Thank you, man. Um, this is the time where I look at the camera and say it. Ah, you can just say it to me, or you could look at that camera if you want, yeah. Look at both. <laughs> look back and forth. Thank you all for watching. Thank you for having me on here, man. I go by the name of The Money. I just dropped an album called Skydive. When you jump out the plane and you open the parachute, that I dropped the album called Skydive. It's out on all music platforms. I got my merch, Skydive collection, the um, fall collection is coming soon. You can get your merch right now. You follow me on social media on all platforms. It's the money, D-O-M-A-N-I. And just, yeah, check it out if you want to check it out. Thank you guys for watching. Hey, my pleasure, man. It was a great interview. Thank I you. appreciate you. And uh, everybody, go check his shit out. Go turn him up on Spotify and Apple that's Music right, and all right. that shit. Damani, No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Patreon, all that shit. Like, comment, subscribe, nojumper.com if you want to support. Appreciate y'all.